Hey there, I'm Brooke Jefferson, host of the Book More Clients Photography Podcast. I'm a wife, mama to two, lifestyle photographer, and marketing strategist. I help photographers build a five-figure business through systems and relationship building. You can find me sipping on a whiskey and Coke, listening to podcasts, and binge-watching the latest series on Netflix. I created this podcast with the aspiring photographer in mind. I bring you tried and true strategies, tips and tricks to book more clients and inspiring interviews. Are you ready to frame your way to your dream career? Let's dive in. There is so much more to a successful website rather than just having it be pretty. While we want our websites to be stunning, what we really want is to be having clients book us so we can make some money, right? I'm sure you're nodding your head yes, and today I'm so excited to introduce you guys to an amazing show it designer, Elizabeth McCravey. She is in the business of helping women ditch their boring, soulless websites for websites that actually make them money. So if that sounds like something that you need to happen in your business, take a listen. Here we go. All right. Hey, Elizabeth. I'm so excited that you're on the show today. I've been looking forward to this for quite some time, and I would love it if you would introduce yourself to my listeners. Yes. Okay. Brooke, I'm so excited to be here too. This is going to be really fun. Yeah. So you guys, I'm excited you're listening. Um, my name is Elizabeth McCravey, and I'm a website designer based in Nashville, Tennessee. And I work primarily with women who are building personal brand businesses. So a lot of photographers and other women in a variety of industries like coaching and consulting, online educators even. So a lot of different things there. And I do that primarily through my website template shop. Um, which website templates are basically just pre-made websites where you can input your information and then have a beautiful and strategic website quickly. So I make those. Yes. And they're absolutely beautiful, which we will dive into a little later in the show. But I know today you are about to school us on all things websites and I cannot wait. (laughs) Yes. I'm excited. And Brooke, we need to say too that like your website's amazing. Like, I feel like we could say that now. I know you're saying for the end, but like, it looks so good. I had pulled it up this morning, actually thinking about this. So um, kudos to you for that. Well, thank you. And it would not have been possible without your template because I've had show it for a while. And I even went through a brand designer for my first website. She did a great job. And I even went back to her for a rebrand. But that was when I was using my website to target local clients. And so what I decided to do this time was create a website so that I could showcase my education side of my business and be able to help other photographers scale their business. So I am obsessed with the template. And we did a website launch. And I am telling you, my Instagram analytics skyrocketed the week that we did it because people could not stop looking at the website and giving me feedback. (laughs) That's so awesome. I love hearing that about like, yeah, the views and analytics, all that going up when you launch. That's awesome. 
Yes, it was, it was so good. And I also love that it is customizable. And one thing that I'm actually working on right now and have not published is we're making some tweaks to it just so it's a little more vibrant, a little more my personality. Um, it's just adding some pops of color and things like that. So once I nail that down, that'll be published in there as well. Yay. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, where do you want to start with these tips? Yeah. So today we have tips that we're going to go through. I have five different things I want to share with you guys that are about basically increasing inquiries on your website. So making it not just like, Hey, your website's pretty, that's great. But like, how are you going to get people who want to work with you to actually fill out the contact form so that you can start that process with them? And also how to have a website that the whole experience and process stands out from competitors. Cause something I think, I mean, I'm sure many of your listeners know this, but I feel like we can forget it sometimes is that you're typically not the only person they're looking at and considering. So like, how can you make the experience on your website and all that kind of stuff stand out from everyone else? So those are the tips that I got. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm super excited to dive into this. And I know, especially in my Facebook group right now, we are talking and having conversations around wanting to improve our websites. So I know that these are going to be actionable tips that people can use when creating these and hopefully book more clients. Yes. Okay. So we go into the first one. Let's do it. Okay. So the first one, this one might seem like counterintuitive to everything I just said, but it's about before they get on your website. Um, so like a quick step before that, which I know you share a lot of content around like the marketing side of things on your podcast already, but basically I want to encourage everyone listening to be where your dream clients are searching and hanging out online. So no matter what kind of photography business you run, your dream clients are hanging out certain places on the internet and in real life, but on the internet too. And I would encourage you to find out where they're hanging out and go there and be a resource. And I think that a really great exercise with this, I actually did this this week for my business, but like making lists of like, okay, what Facebook groups are they in? What blogs do they read? Who are are they following along with? And another level to think about too is like, what are they Googling uh, in order to find their photographer? Um, how can you create content to show up there? What kind of search might they type in on Pinterest when they're planning um, their photo session, their wedding, whatever it is? What venues, event planners, florists, uh, what other companies do they follow on Instagram that are like relevant to what you do? And a quick example of kind of how that plays out is like, if you were, let's say a wedding photographer or a family photographer in a local area, typically, especially for weddings, um, the venue is what people are going to pick first. And then the photographer might be the second thing. So thinking about like, what content can I create around venues that I like to shoot at and have shot at or would like, like want to shoot at some point. And then like, can I do, um, you know, a post on Instagram and tag the venue in it, tag their location using hashtags. Um, a bride might say, I know you just had an episode where you mentioned that, um, using Pinterest for that, like just all these places, like basically coming up with like a game plan for how am I going to be where they are and be a resource first, but also someone that they can find to hire. Yes. Such, such good tips. And for me in my business, when I am trying to 
get more local families, I'm thinking, okay, where are these families hanging out at? And they're typically shopping at local boutiques here where I live. And so I've tried to do a lot of collaborations, but then also strategically find ways to help promote that local boutique. So if I see a really amazing outfit that I think is going to look fantastic um, for fall photos or whatever the case may be, I'll share it to my stories on Instagram. And then there you go. You're like you're sharing each other's audiences. So that is a really good, really good tip. That's a great tip too with the boutique sharing. That's a smart one. Getting seen and then clicked on from people's stories. Totally. Okay. So the next tip I have is this, this now we're talking about your actual website. So the first one was like a tip to like strategically think about like, how am I going to get people on my website to begin with? So now when you have them on your website, you want to show why you have authority and why you can be trusted. And a great way to do that is with testimonials and statistics, which statistics might sound like but that's a lot more simpler than, um, than it sounds. So other people's words are going to likely sell your services in a way more compelling way than your own will, because we trust people who have been there and done it before us versus like, you can say you're absolutely amazing, but like, what do your clients say? Uh, so testimonials should go throughout your whole website, not just on a testimonial page. And that's a mistake I actually see a lot of photographers make is like their whole website will have no testimonials testimonials, but then they have a page in their navigation that's like, you know, testimonials, reviews, whatever. The person has to literally be thinking, I want to hear like what people say positively about this person to go to it. Whereas like if they're just scrolling on your about page and there's like a pull quote, that's just like one sentence about how amazing it was to work with you. They're going to like just automatically read that because they're already reading the rest of the page. So it's way more compelling and more likely to be interacted with. Uh, I do think testimonial pages can be great, but definitely like put them throughout your whole website, not just on a testimonials page. And then like other testimonial tips, I would encourage you to speak to different types of clients, like different, like reasons they might have a hesitation to buy, a reason they might be having a photographer in the first place. And you want to find pull quotes from testimonials that are speaking directly to a hesitation someone's having. Another tip is using short testimonials and long ones, but definitely like do a variety. Again, like people have short attention spans. So if all your website testimonials are like literally everything that client sent you, people are not going to want to read the whole thing. And then with stats, again, a lot less intimidating than it sounds, but that can be you sharing things like awards you've won, places you've been featured, or fun facts, kind of like how many cities or states you've done uh, shoots in, the number of happy clients you've worked with, the years you've been in business, uh, average images each couple get in a session. And if you don't have testimonials yet, or if you don't have stats that you feel like you can share, I would say starting with testimonials and make that like part of your whole process so you can get as many as possible. Okay. Those were gold. And one thing too, I just want to back up is getting testimonials. So a lot of times we don't really try hard to get testimonials. You know what I mean? And you know, you'll have a client every couple sessions that will just rave about you, whether they post it on social media, they write it on your photography page, whatever the case may be. So what tip do you have? 
And I know you have podcast episodes about this, and so I'm probably going to link those too. But um, what's like one tip you can give us to get better testimonials from our clients? Yeah. Okay. Gosh, I have so many thoughts on testimonials. I mean, I, you're right. I have three podcast episodes on that. One was how to ask, and then there's one on how to use them in your marketing and then how to edit people's testimonials. That's an interesting thing. And I think that's something people forget. You again, don't have to use the whole thing and you can take out stuff that doesn't make sense. You can correct their grammar, things like that. So that episode is kind of like a do and don't on that. Um, but one thing I would say, I mean, a couple things like we sometimes think that we're like inconveniencing people by asking them for a testimonial, but like you have to ask. And I, I think clients that have really good experiences want to rave about you, but they're not going to just randomly show up in your inbox in most cases saying, Hey, you're amazing. I just wanted to write this for you. You have to ask them. Uh, and I also think asking pointed questions, um, not, not leading questions, but pointed. So that's a kind of a different thing there, but asking questions that like guide the client on what you want them to talk about. So maybe say like, what were your hesitations before booking a photographer? What was it like after? Um, you told me originally you were nervous about being in front of the camera because you're not that comfortable in front of the camera. Can you write and speak to that? So like making it custom to them of like different things you know about them from the experience and ask them to specifically write about it. Uh, I also always like to ask for like a just generic testimonial, like just write a review about your experience. And then I ask the client to paste it somewhere else. So like maybe it's on Facebook, on your Facebook page and you can link to it for them. Maybe it's Yelp, WeddingWire, Google reviews, whatever makes sense for your business. Oh my goodness. I love it. So one way that I specifically started adding more testimonials into my process is by having an email that gets sent out two to four weeks after their session. The one hesitation that I find is the people who, if it comes a little too late, I typically don't get any interaction from them. And I would rather ask them how the experience went and not just the images. So that's one thing I think I'm going to tweak when we hop off this episode is having it send seven days later. Cause by then they've already seen a sample, a sneak peek, something, and the experience is still fresh in their mind. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is I am going to go revamp and give them more specific questions to answer to then pull from and craft these testimonials. So good. Yeah. And you can totally, like you said, using a form, I also use forms for that, but you can then customize the form for each individual customer to some extent and say like, yeah, try to get them to speak more to their unique experience. And that's what I mean when I say ask pointed questions of like, you know, this person, you just worked with them, like, and took photos of them. So like, what do you know, they told you maybe during the shoot and you're like, Hey, can you like put that into words? I've had to ask clients that sometimes of like, we're on a call and they're saying how great everything was. And I'm like, wait, like, can I write that and use that on my website? Like, it's okay to ask clients to do that sort of thing. Well, I love it. That right there is a golden tip all on its own. <laughs> what else do you have for us? Yeah. So the third big tip would be about the about page. Uh, so make a connection with your idle client. Again, like knowing who your dream client is, is so important in every tip I'm giving here, but making a connection with them on your about page. So 
photography, like any type is such a personal experience and they are hiring you and working directly with you. And as like a wedding photographer, a birth photographer, many types of photographers, they're literally inviting you into one of the most important days of their lives. So it's like they need to like you and be able to make a connection with you. And oftentimes I see photographers and other creatives thinking like, we're so boring. I don't have any fun facts for my about page. Like no one wants to hear about that. Like I haven't won enough awards to like share something cool. Um, and they think like what's true of them is boring. And the interesting thing about that is what we all think is boring about us is actually interesting and oftentimes super relatable. And Brooke, I actually want to share what you say on your about page. I think this is a great example of like this in action of like, making a connection with something random. So I'm going to quote you. Okay. So you say, uh, when I was growing up, I wanted to become a backup dancer for Britney Spears. If you had any idea how many concerts I put on for the neighbors, you would be embarrassed for me. And so that's listed as one of your fun facts. And it's like completely random for me though. I'm like, I was right there with you doing like Britney Spears concerts. So, and even if I wasn't, it's still like, that's funny. That's cool. Like she's interesting, like just something unique about you. Um, and it creates a human connection, even though it's completely random. So basically my tip here is like, be a human, not a robot, be willing to share something that's a little quirky about you because people buy from people they like and they relate to, and they feel like they can understand. And the whole concept of like becoming like an influencer, for example, in your industry, it's like, you don't want to get too high up on a pedestal to where you're not relatable anymore. And I think sometimes we are like seeking that and then uh, miss the mark on being human. Okay, so that was amazing. And what you just said, I almost teared up at the very end because my biggest fear in all of this and one of my self-limiting beliefs is that I'm going to stop being relatable and approachable someday. And I and I never want that to be the case. And I found it really interesting that before um, I had started working on the website, we were doing a rebrand and all of that. And I had asked my people to give me words that describe me. And they kept saying friendly, relatable, approachable. And I thought, oh my gosh, okay, good. Like I'm giving off that vibe and I hope to always give off that vibe. But the second thing too is I did share those interesting facts about me because believe it or not, they were actually pivotal moments when I was younger to where I thought that I wanted to be like, on stage as an actress or backup dancer for Britney Spears. But like that has a lot to do with my entrepreneurship. And I didn't realize it was even there as a child until now. So I love that that was very entertaining for you to read because it's very entertaining to relive. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, it's such a good example of just like, yeah, just the random things are interesting. And another note with that too, of like, if you're a mom or like, if you're single, if you're married, just whatever, those kinds of things too, that bring in a little bit more personal life are also interesting to people because business is personal too. So letting people in on that versus it being like, you know, I'm not going to share that I'm, you know, a mom and married or anything like that on my about page because you think it's not relevant. So. Yes. And we talk about this all the time when I'm doing Instagram strategy sessions and uh, bio reviews for people is we've got to see personality and I need an immediate connection point. Like if I'm not connected in the first two seconds on your Instagram and the about me page, then I kind of just forget about you and go away because that's what people are looking for is am I going to, first of all, get along with her? 
is this photographer good with kids? Um, does she hate kids? Like, yeah. so these are things that people are looking for. And so, yeah, so that, oh, that is so helpful. If I would have had that advice the first time I ever wrote an about me page, it would have been a lot better than what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, too, like thinking like what you just said of like, thinking about what we going back to the original topic of like standing out in a sea of photographers. If they have something memorable on your about page that they read there, I have my last tip relates a lot to standing out um, among the sea as well. But like, that's going to create a connection that maybe they won't have with that photographer who didn't really use their about page. Absolutely. Okay. I'm so excited. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the fourth tip again, so we're talking about booking more clients through your website, treat your service page like a sales page. And what I mean by that is that service pages often get the reputation for being a little more passive. I see that a lot with photographers because you're like, it's a service page, not a sales page. Sales pages are for selling. Service pages are for like telling my service, I guess. Um, but you need to truly sell and compel um, an ideal client to buy on this page, which means like you don't need to be passive. And also passiveness when we're talking about our offerings can make the potential customer feel like you don't actually believe in what you're selling, which is a huge like turnoff to people. So when we think about like treating the service page like a sales page, that means one, the page can be longer if it needs to be. Um, you don't have to worry about it being a really short page. It can actually, in a lot of cases, be like the longest page on your website. And it means including it all on one page so that they can scroll through it versus clicking all over the place to consume the content. People like to do less clicks. That's another reason why the testimonials page, people are less likely to go to that. It's that same concept. So like definitely like have a portfolio page separate from this page. Page, but like at the same time, put your best work on your service page as an example that people can just kind of click through, put some testimonials on it, um, put any awards and features. I also say put a short bio about you. Um, that can be a great thing to add so that like, again, people can get to know you a little bit all in this one page. And again, you have those things on other pages, but you have to remember most people are never going to see every page of your website and you do not have a ton of time to show them why you and the people who are like, I'm seriously considering hiring this girl, probably the first page they're going to is your service page. And that might be the only page they go to if they don't have a good impression. So kind of including it all there and making a goal to make a good impression quickly on that page. Yeah. And I just want to clarify when you say service page, because I know what you're talking about, but people maybe don't know. Can you give us some other common names you see photographers name this page? <laughs> Yeah. So work with me would be another way to phrase it. Um, you know, it might be called wedding photography, family photography, senior photography. It's basically like the page where this is going to oftentimes have your price. It'll have like, here's the different package options. Here's um, what the process is like for working with you. And typically you always want to end it too with like all the action of whatever that next step is. So maybe it's filling out your contact form to book you and that sort of thing. Gotcha. And I think 90% of the people listening, only because I've seen um, a bunch of their websites, those that are in the community, they call this their investment page. And I know you have a very strong opinion on this. And so I just want to hear um, why that's not the best option to name that page. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there, there are worse things you could name it than investment. 
and it is, it can be clear in some ways to have it called investment, but I would rather it be about the service aspect. Um, and because a lot of times when people call it an investment page, that means they're like only putting their pricing on that page versus it being like what I just said of more like a sales page where you're literally selling the concept of working with you. And I've actually had some photographers recently buy my sales pages and use it for their like service page because they're wanting that more content um, to make it longer. Does that make sense? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, no, that makes total sense. I just wanted to clarify that when people are like, I don't have a service page. You do. You're just calling it something yeah. different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just with that page, like making it, um, like sell your offer, you know, and if you don't believe in your offer, then maybe like, you know, do some mindset work with Brooke on that of like how to, um, believe in what you're selling more. Because like when we don't believe in what we're selling, you're, you're going to be that person that says, I hate selling stuff. It's because you might not believe that whatever it is, is worth it and all of that. So true. And so good. Yes. If you guys, need some help in all of that, you know that I offer mentorships. So yeah. feel free to reach out at any time. But I know that we're getting to, I feel like number five is going to be my favorite tip. I don't know why. I just feel like it is. So let's hear it. <laughs> yeah. So this one is about the contact page. And gosh, I could give a lot of tips for the contact page real fast. But the thing I'm talking about here is that Again, remembering keeping top of mind and over competitors, people are likely reaching out to you and maybe like five other photographers when they are filling out your contact page. So what I always recommend people in any industry, but especially photography, send an automated email after someone fills out your contact form. And some people think, Ooh, automated, that's scary and bad because it's not as personal, so to speak, even though you can personalize automated emails when you're using a CRM, but potential clients are going to appreciate it because it shows you're on top of things. It keeps you top of mind too, because again, they they might've contacted you and five to 10 other photographers for the same service. So when they get that in their inbox, they, they're going to have that reference point that they reached out to you and sending them an automated email right after shows them that you care. It gives them a taste of your client experience and it again, keeps you top of mind. And so a couple of things I would say to include in the email would be one to express your excitement and personality of like show enthusiasm that they reached out. And if you have multiple services, I would customize this email to whichever service they selected. So maybe have a drop down and they say, you know, is it senior photography? Is it family photography? Whichever one they selected, they get an email relating to that. Uh, and then tell them when they should expect to hear back from you. So I have discovered this so interestingly in my business, but a lot of times people just assume you're like always sitting at your computer and going to respond immediately. So I'm like, no, but you need to say when you're going to respond. So maybe it's like 24 business hours, like however you need to phrase that, tell them when they can hear back from you. And then this is the most important thing here. Tell them an action step to take in the meantime. So maybe it's come follow me on Instagram and tell them a compelling reason why to follow you on Instagram. Maybe it's a blog post you wrote that's specific to the service they reached out about, like tips for your first family session, you know, whatever it is. Um, or a link to your portfolio if you don't have like an Instagram or blog where, where you want it to be yet, but like give them an action step to like keep interacting with you and keep getting to know you. And then by the time you're at your computer and you're like, oh, I'm going to write back to this inquiry, they've already like started to fall in love with you more as the photographer they want to go with. Oh, 
Yes. Okay. I love, I love all of that. I knew that was going to be one of my favorite tips for sure. <laughs> Great. Um, because it is that contact page that I feel like gets left out. It's just very generic. You think you've done all the work on all the other pages that this should just be a random form that people submit. Um, and one of the things that I love and, and I don't mind um, bragging on myself for this, but I have been told several times the reason I got hired over someone else is because of my response time and because mm-hmm. I made my website so personalized to them. I mean, yeah. hands down. So it's very, very important that you have a solid system for those leads because in order to convert them, they have to be treated and responded to very quickly or they'll forget. And it's not, it's not because they don't love your work and they don't want to book with you. It's because people are seriously impatient and we live in a microwave society where we just want things to happen in an instant. So I would also keep that in mind as well. So having a solid system and responding with, like you said, I would say within 24 business hours, I feel like is very fair. Um, and I know that we're not all sitting at our computer night and day. Sometimes it feels like it with editing, but we're typically not in our inbox all the time. So <laughs> yeah, with that timeline thing too, maybe say 24 business hours, but then make it your goal to like respond quicker. And then it's even more impressive of like, Hey, they said longer, but then like, here she is back in my inbox already. Whereas this other photographer they reached out to, they can't even remember they reached out to them because they didn't get an automated email and looked at a thousand websites. So, oh, so good. Okay. Well, these five tips are so amazing. And one of the reasons that I actually ended up buying a template from you was after I binged a few episodes of your podcast because you knew what you were talking about. And I knew that you built your template to match the strategy that you talk about. So I would love it if you would talk about your template shop and how people can get their hands on one of them. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's so kind. Um, yeah. So templates, they're, they're built for show it. Um, so show it's a great platform for photographers and such like a wonderful company. I know, um, the CEO and some other people who work there personally, and it's seriously amazing company, amazing support. I'm sure you've experienced that too, Brooke, with working with them. So it's a great website platform if you're not already on show it. And the website templates I sell, again, they're made for personal brand businesses. They are super fun um, and also super customizable. And again, built with strategy, like Brooke said, um, because a website that's just pretty is not what's going to make these people who land on your website and are thinking about booking you actually book you. So the site's set up structurally to where it, it has filler content. So you can use that as your guide to creating the copy for it. And then you change out the colors and, um, fonts if you want to, which Brooke did that. You change out the colors and it looks really cool, different than the template originally did. Or you can leave those and you fill in your own photos, uh, you fill in your own website copy, and then you got a site and you're ready to go. And um, again, super strategic and I always say designed to help you book more clients because that's what I see my customers do over and over again with them. Yes. And it really does work. And again, we've had a ton of compliments. I know several people listening have seen my website and so they know what that looks like. And my favorite thing is it is completely customizable. I could delete pages that I didn't want. I could rearrange the entire homepage if I wanted to, which is the best thing ever. And I just felt like you had everything that I could ever want attached to it. And like, even like the landing pages. So whenever it comes time to do 
maybe a day of mini sessions, people can just whip that page up all about the mini sessions. And then you're just sending people to brookjefferson.com slash minis. I mean, it's just, it is very strategic and I love it. And I'm so glad that I stumbled upon your template shop. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys want to check them out and you want to, um, possibly get one. Hopefully many of you will, because it's literally that easy. You could have your website up in a week. I just listened to again, Elizabeth's (laughs) podcast episode, um, from today, which is at the time of this recording. And they were talking about how someone else bought one of her templates and put it, um, put it up in five to seven days. So you can do that too, which I think is so exciting. Um, I will link it in the show notes and I will also go ahead and say, if you use my link, I, I am going to make some profit, but why not benefit two business owners in the process? (laughs) Yeah. And I would love to give everyone a coupon code too. Okay. Um, Yeah. So the code is frame 10 and that'll get you 10% off any of uh, the website templates in the shop. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. Okay. Uh, it's like, I should just go buy a new one. No, I'm just kidding. I won't <laughs> do that, but, <laughs> but yes, I would jump at this opportunity. It's totally worth it. Like you won't regret it if you guys decide to get one. And of course, go check out my website. If you want to see it in action, brookjefferson.com. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming on the show today. How can people follow along and get to know you more? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at Elizabeth McCravey and I guess my name's in the show notes. So if you need help on spelling that look there, uh, and my podcast is called the breakthrough brand podcast. So clearly you guys will see our podcast listeners, which are my people. Cause I'm obsessed with podcasts as well. Um, but I share all kinds of like, I like to say raw and tactical business strategies. So it's like me being real about different things I've found work in my business and don't work and um, things that work with my clients and don't work and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so I encourage you to go there and then go to my site, elizabethmccravey.com slash style and take the quiz to get matched with your perfect website template. And then if you are like, Oh, I like one that you can use that frame 10 code, but the quiz is fun. It's like two minutes of your time. And it tells you like your personality profile through the lens of a website. It matches you with a template. So here's what's funny about your quiz. I was already browsing through your different templates and stuff. And then I thought, okay, let me take this quiz. And if I get matched with the site I've been eyeing, then I know it's for me. And what happened? I got matched with it. <laughs> I, that's so funny. And that's such a common story of people say like, oh, I got matched with the one that like I already was thinking. I like put so much thought into the questions too. And they seem like silly, but they really do end up typically matching you with the right one. And then some people who, whose businesses are less similar to their actual personality won't experience that as much. But if you're trying to set up your business to like reflect you in a lot of ways, which I know many photographers are, then it should be a good match. Yes, it was so good. So definitely take the quiz at the very least if you guys do anything. And the podcast is totally worth binging. She also gives some awesome Instagram strategy tips. And I know you guys are crazy about those. So those are some more episodes that you guys can add to your little playlist to listen to. But this was so much fun. I'm so glad that you were able to come on. Me too. This has seriously been a blast. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. 